welcome to Live with Dawn Marie. Today's special host is Chelsea Rush. Wait till you hear this inspiring story. Hi, Chelsea. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so happy to have you on. I'm so excited too. So I was telling everybody a little bit about you and yesterday they got to see a preview of you from the video that I made with your incredible story. So do you have anything you want to say to the audience before we begin our interview? I just wanted to say thank you all for listening and it's just, you know, such a pleasure to be here and yeah. I'm Go ahead and answer, or sorry, ask me whatever questions. Great. Okay. So, everybody, I met Chelsea, first of all, through therapy together. So, Chelsea goes to Surf and Turf Therapy, where I go to for my MS, and Chelsea goes to for all of her therapy. And I got to be her assistant one day, and it was just such an inspiring story, and I've looked up to her ever since. So this is Chelsea's story. So Chelsea, when you were 24 years old, you had everything going for you. You were a hairdresser, a makeup artist, 24, inspiring to move forward in life. What happened on that year of being 24 years old? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah, my life was kind of all over the place. I was just starting my career as a hairdresser and a makeup artist. I was doing a lot of freelance mm -hmm. uh, work, doing hair and makeup for um, anywhere from weddings to just working in the salon. And, yeah. you know, I was just trying to find my niche. And then I found a place in Laguna and it was amazing. And um, my, my goal in life has always been to help people mm -hmm. and, um, you know, make people feel beautiful no matter what. Mm -hmm. And, that's just how I've always been my whole life. And then um, at 24, I uh, I got pregnant, and then it was my boyfriend's birthday one weekend, and we were, you know, planning on getting married and doing mm -hmm. all these fun things. And then, um, unfortunately, um, in a blink of an eye, I was um, traumatically injured um, and became a quadriplegic. So the Riding. injury was because you were out on a four by four dirt bike, kind um, of. Yeah, called a um, ATV. ATV. So how? Yeah. I mean, going back, that's a tough thing to think about. But did it flip? What happened where you got so severely injured and became paraplegic? Well, it was, it was one of those things where we were just out on a trail ride, mm -hmm. you know, enjoying looking at the scenery. It was a beautiful day. It's probably like 80 degrees and it was kind of a ridiculous thing. Actually, I, um, my foot actually got caught in the wheel and, um, I was only going about five miles an hour, but I, you know, flipped over and the, not the, not the actual ATV, but I fell off of the ATV and you know just landed the wrong way and um, instantly became quadriplegic and I was a lifeguard um, when I was younger and so I knew um, immediately that something was severely wrong and my boyfriend was off um, riding and so I don't really know how long you were I was left, left. You were just left there. You fell off and yeah. oh my and gosh. Then, 
and then he came upon me and, you know, he got me the help that I needed, which was, you know, it, it, they, they got to me pretty quickly, but when they knew that I was pregnant, they wanted to airlift me and I was airlifted to, um, a hospital called desert regional in Palm Springs, where I then had to recover for six weeks. And, you know, they were trying to figure out where to put me because of my pregnancy. And, you know, they didn't know if the baby would make it or because not very many people have ever really gone through what I went through. And um, so the state of California didn't really have a place for me to go. So they transported me to a hospital called Craig Hospital. Okay. it was in Colorado, and um, luckily there's a hospital right next door where they could take care of all my prenatal needs. And so it was. I was very lucky to, um, you know, get the care that I needed. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was so your life was completely within seconds being turned upside yeah. down. You're pregnant. You're in a strange hospital. You have to take care of you. You don't know what's coming next, and you are three months along. So I'm sure they were very fearful of giving you certain medications that would affect the baby, but they wanted to continue to help you move forward. So it was about a year before you actually start started to move forward with physical therapy after yep. your son's birth. Well, and, um, you know, right after the accident, I actually had to be intubated and vented, and they did have to perform a tracheotomy, so for six weeks, I was actually nonverbal. I couldn't even tell people what happened. People were very confused for a long time about what happened, and so... Um, you know, as time went on, I finally got my voice back mm-hmm. and I, well, the moment that I got that voice back that I had to, you know, use it because, um, you know, a lot was misunderstood about what happened to me okay. and I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me. I'm actually a lot more empowered, I think, because of that time that I was nonverbal. I had a lot of things to think about. Yeah. And, through as a person and you know I did end up because you know now I'm a single mother and that's a, a big part of my story as well um well, you know so you're a single mom and you you are complete you've lost all ability you're completely except for your I believe it's your left hand right hand um, I'm left hand left hand yeah so mm-hmm. you are in the hospital you now know you're completely paralyzed you're pregnant you're probably scared completely I mean I know I would be but oh, you're a, yeah and then I'm sure you were constantly worrying about the baby and what's happening to him and I mean you have an amazing support group your mom has been right there by your side and your family and that's just an amazing treasure but just going on through like thoughts of how you are going to care for the baby so how did how did you I mean that's a strong personality to go from a hundred percent ability of moving your life 
looking to the future and then it's taken away in seconds. But here you are today inspiring others, completely beautiful, riding horses, raising your beautiful son, Wyatt, who's now four years old or older? August, yes. Oh, and I loved looking at all his photos. He's so, see, he's a ham. He's adorable. I know. He's he's definitely, um, I call him Wild Wyatt because (laughs) he's definitely like the most just sweetheart and he's a pistol too. Oh boy. (laughs) Fun together. I'm, you know, he's definitely my drive and I, you know, I don't know what I would do without him. And, but I knew somehow that I could do it, you know, with the support system that I have, Mm -hmm. my friends and my family and just everyone around me that I've met through this whole kind of journey. And, you know, I'm thankful for, you know, everything that I have and fighting for actually it's, you know, it's an everyday battle for you. Yeah. And you're in constant, you're in constant pain every single day. And not only was that a tragedy, you soon after why it was born, you had to have another surgery where you had to have, um, you had, it was actually a year after spinal cord injury. You had, I'm not sure what this, uh, thyroid, um, spinal uh, cord like leakage or well basically I had a cyst that was blocking my um, mm. my spinal fluid from flowing properly so it, it's like a rubber band wrapping itself around your spinal cord oh and it is just unimaginable pain throughout your entire body and you know most people think when you're paralyzed that you can't feel anything but I can feel everything, just can't move, you know, my legs. Yeah. Um, and so I had to have this surgery because um, if I were to have left it, I could have lost more ability. And so it was definitely um, kind of a turning point for me mm-hmm. and a kind of a dark period because, you know, here I was a year out healing, you know, starting to, you know, engage more with my son and like, you know, be, you know, back in the world, I had to kind of take steps back again. Yeah. And, and that he, was really, and he was what, like six, seven months old? Not um, even. Here, no, he was a year old. Wow. Oh, and was, so how long did they have you in the hospital after that surgery before you could even start to rehabilitate again and get back on that course? It was about a month and, um, you know, I was in the ICU because, um, you know, I have an, I, I have a, my injury is, um, considered incomplete. So, um, what, that what does me- that mean? Incomplete? I know it's, it's confusing. My, my injury is a little bit different, but it's incomplete means that my spinal cord was not fully severed. So there's actually a lot of room for recovery. So it's actually a good thing that I'm incomplete, okay. but, uh, you know, the surgery would ensure that I could have more recovery. Okay. Me taking a risk again yeah. <laughs> to, you know, ensure that my health gets better and, 
And speaking of your health, I met you probably, I think it was before quarantine, probably two months before quarantine is when we met at the stables. And you were amazing. I mean, literally riding a horse being completely paraplegic is just incredible. I mean, and I was walking along your side as your assistant and um, the other people with you. And I was just, I, I was walking and thinking, this girl's just absolutely incredible and amazing. I, you know, I'm in pain, but this is like beyond what I think anybody can handle. And Thank you. You completely inspired me that day. And I remember asking you if you wanted to do a little interview and I sent you the the video and to put on your story um, with Jillian and Jillian's been incredible. And so I also know that um, you also do a special therapy as well. I see you in the gym working Mm -hmm. with your therapist. So tell us a little bit about that kind of therapy that helps you out. So there's no place in the world like Strides. Strides is the one of the most amazing places I've ever mm-hmm. been to. And um, Jason, Jason and Josh, they're both just incredible trainers, and they've worked with you know thousands of people um, mm-hmm. similarly injured to me. And um, you know, a lot of the therapies that we do are pretty intense. I was actually just there. Um, you right know, before you came on camera. <laughs> now they're they're working on their reopening and everything, but wow. it's you know with quarantine, there's a lot of regulations in the state right now, so only one to two people can be allowed in at the at a time. So um, it's it's definitely changed drastically for them, but it's it's great for you know, people that are recovering from these types of injuries to push themselves. Well, you are a warrior. You are not just sitting in your chair. You are horseback riding, taking care of a a very enthusiastic, adorable son, Wyatt. You are out there showing how beautiful you are. You're an incredible model. You are a spokesperson for Wheels. Mm, can't I remember seeing it on your Instagram? I apologize. Um, oh, it's okay. I'm trying to think because I do a lot of. <laughs> you do different. a lot of things for raising awareness. Yeah. Um, and then you gave us another giant scare this year, right before COVID. And I know. Um, Jillian called me and we just started praying for you and it was scary because nobody could visit you and you were also completely uh, I believe a little bit in a coma for a little while yes I was um, definitely I had to be intubated for five days I I got pneumonia and it was like I became septic and you know, I don't know if you know much about Christopher Reeves. He was an actor. He passed away from um, sepsis, mm-hmm. you know, from a, a wound. And um, so it was one of the scariest things since my injury because one day I was fine 
and then the next I was being intubated and you know my memory was I honestly don't remember a lot of it it was very um traumatic for me and it, a lot of the symptoms that I had are really some similar to COVID-19 and you know I just I'm so sympathetic to all those people out there right now that are suffering from that because it's just it's it's when you're in that state of sort of almost being like a vegetable you're kind of not really sure what you're feeling and um once I came out of that it was definitely a, a turning point for me and I knew I had to fight harder because um you know hearing all the things going on in China I needed to get out of that hospital yeah so but you were, you were in there for almost two weeks three weeks I was actually almost in there for a month a month okay yeah so it was oh. definitely not fun being in the ICU and being away from my my little boy and um and they wouldn't let him come see you because of COVID no. oh well scary there's you know tubes running in and out of me and um you know one or two people were only allowed in um they were they were actually allowing family still mm -hmm. at that point but if I would have stayed longer my family wouldn't have been able to see me and that's that I think my family and my friends are one of the biggest reasons why I fight so hard because mm. they believe in me yeah. and you know even people I don't know believe in me and it's you know it gives me it gives me strength yeah so well you yeah. know I can honestly see that you were born to fight battles because you yes. have not given up one ounce and I personally have witnessed it and seen you um, just fighting for every step and every breath you take. And your story really needs to go beyond this. It needs to go further. You need to do a TED Talk. You, We need to get you wherever we can get you to get the word out that because of a severe accident that you suffered at 24 years old, being paraplegic, being pregnant, giving birth to Wyatt, and still not being able to actually really hold him because you weren't able to rehabilitate, look where you are today. Then you suffered another accident a year later and had to have surgery. So then your rehabilitation is put on hold once again. While Wyatt yeah. is running around the house and helping mommy. And I remember you telling me that he loves to help you. So tell us a little bit about Wyatt. Okay, well, Wyatt, he's just my miracle. I mean, it's been, you know, it's not easy because children, you know, they, they need their moms and, you know, their dads. And my yeah. situation's obviously, you know, very modern family kind of situation. <laughs> so kind of raising him in this way is it's made him have a very big heart and mm -hmm. just the other day he came in my room and he was like mom you're cold and he pulled my blanket up he said it's okay mommy it's my job oh. and it just you know it melted my heart because he just he, that's the, that's why in a nutshell he'll come running over to do anything to help me 
you know, if I'm struggling to brush my teeth or something, he'll help me do that or he'll help me eat my dinner or, you know, we do art together and, you know, all sorts of things. And, you know, whether it's watching TikTok videos or (laughs) silly little that toddlers love to watch, like, cat videos on YouTube or whatever, we... We do that kind of stuff, and then um, we play in the backyard. He has a sandbox, and I'll sit with him back there, and, you know, he'll show me how he builds a sandcastle, mm-hmm. or I'll walk him through things, and it's it's really a special relationship that we have. And, yeah. and you, know, you know, I think he knew that before he was born. I think so. I think he I, could hear I, everything and feel you, and... I'm sure quietly you talked to him while you were pregnant and laying down, and he knew he was going to be your gift. I really think that babies in the womb heal and feel everything the mother is going through. Well, I definitely was in so much pain, and I I just remember there were these times at night where I could just feel him moving around, and, you know, the doctors were amazed at that because of the level of my paralysis they're like you can you can feel him move I'm like yeah his head's on the left side his feet are over there and you know they actually did a study on me at Craig Hospital to um you know help future mothers and I still advocate for people um that are you know paralyzed with children and that's you know something a dream of mine is to really help other people going through the same thing or you know, even if you're you're not pregnant and paralyzed at the same time, it's it's very um, you know empowering to be there for people going through it. Mm-hmm. You know, in the beginning stages, because no one really knows what your life's going to be like after an injury, and especially when you're a parent, it's very difficult. Yes, and, and if I've you're my- a single parent, yes, yeah, that's difficult, but. I um I definitely have a good family and it it takes a village to raise a child. That is so. very true and you know it's I wasn't paralyzed until um my late 30s after having children but that came and went and I have been paralyzed seven times. I don't know oh the pain that you've been through but the pain that I have gone through with multiple sclerosis every day being paralyzed is extremely scary and this is why I am like uh, I'm you know I want the world to hear your story I want you to be able to get out there and help others and make that connection to help so many more moms or dads that are completely paralyzed that life doesn't have to end look at you you are absolutely gorgeous. You have an amazing, beautiful boy, Wyatt. And he is hamming it up on your Instagram, by the way. Um, and <laughs> he's just so adorable. And I love that you go to the beach. And I love that you still live your life. And you don't isolate yourself. And then you go to therapy. And then you go to the gym therapy. And then you're back home and you're a mom and you're reading to Wyatt and you're moving forward. I mean, you really are so inspirational. 
Do, oh, thank you. do have you ever thought about having somebody be a ghost writer for you and writing your story, your autobiography? I, I've actually been starting to do that myself. I'm I'm trying to write some of it on my own, and mm -hmm. you know, definitely, I've definitely thought about getting a ghost writer involved because yeah. I do want to tell. My, you know, I've been definitely very shy and. Because it's, it's difficult to go through paralysis and, you know, have people look at you differently than, mm -hmm. you know, you know, before the, you know, hairdresser, blonde hair, blue eyes, and people look at me because I was pretty, but now people look at me differently because, you know, I'm, I'm in a wheelchair and I am, I'm, I'm still me, but. You're still um, Chelsea. You're still that golden light. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But, um, you know, it's, it's very difficult to, um, you know, like you said, I, it's good not to isolate. And my mm -hmm. mom really pushed me to get out there. And my friends do. My friend Sarah, my friend Jessica, mm -hmm. and um, just so many people around me that, that they inspire me to just keep going and yeah. uh, not to give up. Yeah. And Jillian as well. I just... I'm so happy I got to meet her and I've gotten oh, to work with her. No. She's just such an amazing person. And Jillian, yeah. Dr. Jillian Stewart is who we're talking about. Um, she does our hippotherapy together. And yes. you get to ride May and I get to ride May. And I May can tell you, it's the most incredible therapy ever. I mean, I know you truly love your other therapy too, but... There's just something about riding a horse for therapy. Yes. And I mean, there's times when I'm on the horse and all of a sudden I can't feel half my body, but May is so gentle with me. But you're she on the horse with May and you're in pain and you, Jillian made you that special seat. Do you remember that? I was there that day. I called her MacGyver and she made yeah. an incredible seat for you to hold your back up and to hold the front of you. And you did it. I mean, you did it. And May is a huge horse with a lot of power. She is, and she. But she always looks back at me. Uh huh. Just like I, I don't know what it is about horses, but yeah, they're special about them, and I love them. I've ridden horses since I was a little girl, and mm -hmm. I actually afraid in the beginning and Jillian doesn't really know this but I was terrified and <laughs> I remember it was just incredible to get back on the horse and to feel that you know sort of power again yeah. as a woman so just you know being able to be on a horse again and be outside and feel the air in my hair and it's I it's, love it it's incredible I I really think if I could it into my schedule every day I would be at the barn every day trying to ride May <laughs> <Me too. laughs> she is she's a gift just like Wyatt and just like you May is a gift to the world I've never and Biscuit I love Biscuit he's sassy though Biscuit's totally sassy <laughs> I know I was at the barn last time and he was like licking my face and I was like it's okay <laughs> but, <laughs> Um, but biscuit, he's always he's always definitely in my face, and mm -hmm. I don't mind it. 
like he's he's a sassy boy yeah so um the one thing i really want to talk about and i'm everybody's feeling this in the world and i get extremely upset about this is pharma and insurance Mm-hmm. insurance does not cover your therapy and no. this is ridiculous so you have an excre- extremely beautiful website that is chelsea at the sea um and you can, can get to it from your instagram so yeah. you know anybody can help donate to your funds for your horse therapy your therapy and just in general being a single mom and raising Wyatt and just every day needs that you need. And I truly believe that, you know, I hope that this Instagram video goes out and podcasts get heard because insurances need to pick up the gap. They need to help people that truly need the help. And you are one of them. And not only that, but, you know, pharmaceuticals, too. Come on, guys. It's ridiculous with the amount of money that they charge for people that have just completely lost everything that they were able to do in life. You've got to make yeah. things a whole lot more reasonable and stop worrying about your pocket and start worrying about the people that need your help. That's all I'm exactly. going to say. But... It's just truly, it's extremely frustrating. And I, I've experienced the medical thing. I've experienced, you know, okay, well, she's been stable for three years. Why do we have to do another brain MRI? Uh, Because we do, because I still can't speak. And sometimes I fall and sometimes I can't move my legs. And insurance, I got to tell you, Chelsea, it's not fair. And whatever I can do to get this out there for you, I will be right there by your side. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's a it's a full time job battling with insurance and yeah, and you shouldn't you know. have to do that. You have enough to do. You're 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 inspiring. You're gorgeous. You're young. Wyatt is your life. Your mom is there to help you, but. The insurance company should be bending over backwards to get you back up on your feet as much as you possibly could, but to continue to help you through your life while Wyatt is growing up and then leaving for college and then coming back home. And this is where insurance companies and the medical fields really need to take a step in. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that a big part of it, too, is when you're getting physical therapy from insurance, half the time they're just writing things down and they're not actually working with you. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I go to Strides or if I work with Jillian Stewart, it's we're actually doing things that will improve um, my, you know, movement and my strength and, Mm -hmm. you know, say that every day that you're intubated you need 30 days physical therapy and it's like I the whole time I was in the hospital I didn't receive a single bit of physical therapy and it's ridiculous because I you know I'm 28 years old 
and I feel like I'm going on 80. <laughs> you're not, you know, you may feel that way, but you do not look like you look like you're still 24, 21 years old. You have not, with everything your body has physically gone through and mentally gone through and emotionally, you are absolutely radiant and shining and beautiful and strong. And you need to say that every day to yourself. That's I do. I a miracle morning. That's what I call it. Yeah. I, oh, I love I wake that. Up, so you tell, know, you, tell us about that, about miracle morning. What is that to you? Well, I, it kind of started actually before my accident because, you know, being a hairdresser, you wake up and you're, you're t exhausted from the day before mm -hmm. and you kind of need a moment to just sort of breathe in and breathe out and um, yeah. say your affirmations and, you know, do 15 minutes of whatever ab workouts or whatever. Um, that that kind of, it depends on the day though. That's, that's yeah. the thing, it, whatever you're up for. And, you know, I think saying those affirmations, like I can do this today, even though it's gonna be a difficult oh. day today. What happened? I'm gonna, just breathe, you're going to be okay. Yeah. And that's when I was most recently hospitalized. That was um, my more, you know, every day I, I just had to breathe, figure out how to breathe again. And, um, you, you know, it, it's kind of hard, the miracle morning thing. It's like, it, it just depends on the day. But yeah. um, it's, it's a big part of my life because it keeps me sane. Yeah, I I don't I don't call mine the miracle morning, um, but I love that you're calling it the miracle morning. Mm -hmm. There's just mornings that I'm like, okay, I, I half of my face is like slanted down, and I can't move my cheeks or speech impediments. Um, and I walk to the mirror. It doesn't matter how bad I feel, how hard. I just don't want to get out of bed. Like you, it's your miracle morning. You know you have to get up and take care of Wyatt. And I always walk to the mirror, and the first thing I always say is, I love you, Marie. and today we're going to get through whatever it is. And um, I love that you call yours the miracle morning. That's just beautiful. And yeah. that's you. You are a miracle. You haven't, you've been a miracle more than once. You were a miracle the day you were born. You were a miracle all the way through. You were a miracle the day your accident. You gave birth to a miracle baby. You had to have another accident another year later, another miracle. And then you just suffered being in the hospital for over a month during the right before coronavirus. And you almost lost your life again. God yeah. wants you here. and. He is truly, I truly believe he's using you and your miracles to tell everybody your story and to keep moving forward. Yes. Thank you so much. You're such an amazing leader too. And I just, I'm, I'm so inspired by you. And I was, I was kind of checking out your Instagram more and I'm just <laughs> inspired by everything that you do. And I think Thank it's you. incredible. Oh, you're 
you're so sweet. I adore you to death. I would, would love to have you like come hang out with me one day. <laughs> the, the house is very accessible. We built it for my wheelchair, although my wheelchair has been locked away in the closet and I hope I don't see it again, but if I do, I'm ready for it. Well, you can always come over to my house too. I have this beautiful mm -hmm. atrium in my house. And Perfect. Out and have tea or coffee or yeah, cocktail. I know we need to get together <laughs> instead of just seeing each other at the barn. But I, I love the barn. <laughs> I love the oh, barn. Um, me too. So Chelsea, I know you have um, Chelsea by the Sea website and the things that you do with the jewelry and raising awareness for anybody that is paraplegic, but as well as moms single moms and mm -hmm. everything that you go through and the struggles that you deal with every single day is there anything you can say today that to a mom right now watching and listening to what you've gone through and she's feeling like i can't do this anymore and i just don't want to be here what would be your advice you can you can do anything that you put your mind to mm -hmm. and you just have to believe in yourself and yeah. you know push through just push keep pushing and just breathe that's honestly my sort of my small quote that I have been living by because there was a moment in time where I couldn't breathe on my own and you know just breathing and you know your children will love you regardless of who you are and what your disability or abilities you know they're gonna love you yeah. and love you more than anyone will ever love you and you know as long as you love so them back true. and that's you know as a mother that's just what you do that is and what you do you kind of give yourself on the back burner but one thing that I really believe that moms need to do are love themselves first Absolutely. that way you can give back more love to everybody else around you and I can see that in you and it's just so apparent that with every photo you have of you and Wyatt on your Instagram and the snuggle times and the joy in your face and I hope that one day I get to meet Wyatt. I can't wait. I <laughs> um, so if I was able to get you a ghost rider, would you sit down with them and all you have to do is literally tell your story and they will help you get it on paper. I would absolutely adore and love that because okay. that's something I've been wanting for, you know, a couple of years now and I really do want to um, tell my story because I think that it could help inspire so many women and, you know, Not only women, I think men. I think young no. girls, teenagers. I mean, you were... You were still very young when all of this happened. Yes, and, just at the beginning of my career, and yeah, you know, my my mom, she she's definitely been there for me, and I just I'm so thankful for her, and I really want her story to be heard a little bit too. And mm -hmm. we've heard a lot together, and I just you know that would be awesome to to have a a ghostwriter. That would be so cool. 
Well, I do actually live with a ghost writer. <laughs> um, that would be Robert Joseph Duches II. Um, he, his first book is being published right now as we speak. It's called uh, Blackjack 22. But um, he was my editor on my first book, Living with Phantoms, A Journey to the Truth. And it's the raw positive truth and it's dark and it's uplifting and it's scary and kind of the fear of everything that you went through. And that's why I truly believe your story needs to be out there. It needs to be seen and heard and celebrated that you are strong enough and you have proven it over and over and over again. And like you said, being paraplegic doesn't mean you can't feel anything. You actually feel all the pain every day. Yes. I mean, that, and that takes me to a place, you know, there were times, there are times that, you know, it's not, it's not all, you know, perfect. And, mm -hmm. you know, like the Instagram pictures that where you, you capture the beauty, but there's also darkness too. Yeah. And those are important too, because life isn't perfect and we all have to go through our, our struggles to get to, you know, those beautiful moments but um I definitely think that um that would be really cool yeah so. okay I'm going to be working on that as soon as we are done with our interview and if Robbie can't do it then I'm contacting my publisher at Fulton Books and I'm going to tell her your story and have her reach out to you but okay. with that also so let's say we get this up and moving and you are able to get the book going what else would you love to do do you want to be a speaker and go or and be able to travel with Wyatt and your mom and do speaking engagements yes I mean I I love to travel that's another big part of me is mm -hmm. um, why I became a hairdresser so you know I could travel around and um, meet people from all over because yeah. I, that's kind of who I am I can you know immerse myself into a new society immediately and you know make friends that's just my personality and yeah. I I would love to inspire people that's kind of you already are, you are. <laughs> I, I would love to see you on stage inspiring and helping others because you are a true inspiration and warrior that I have never come across until the day I met you. I've met many warriors and I've met many multiple sclerosis warriors and we've all been through a lot but you have literally almost lost your life four times and you're still yeah. here shining. So oh, well, you are a golden light to be seen and to be heard and I'm honored that you gave me the time today out of your super busy schedule and living through the pain and the fatigue of every day of what you're going through and being a busy mom and moving forward. And, you know, I'd love to hear Wyatt's story. And I'm sure he could tell us a lot. Oh, he's very, he's a very vocal child. He would love to meet you. And he, he's just the sweetest. He, um, he definitely loves to talk too. He's my son, full and full. <laughs> okay, so we, um, is there anything else that you would love to tell the audience that I don't know about you? 
Well, um, you know that I'm an artist as well, and I yeah. that's something that I have continued to um, pursue as well. And I, you know, I love to embrace other artists and do collaborations with people, and that's something I'm kind of trying to get back into. And then I'm also a jewelry designer as well, mm-hmm. and that's something that I'm going to be doing is coming out with some jewelry and some fun things and. Yeah. Um, you know, I love to bring more and more people into that. And um, I'm still, of course, loving the cosmetology world and, you know, embracing that and mm-hmm. continue that. But um, I just, I'm so thankful for this opportunity to talk to you. And, oh, you know, so you know, pursuing writing is something I'm that thankful. I've always... I'm honored and thankful that you were able to give me the time today. It's my honor. So fun. So um, we have a game that I play every time I do a live podcast. And it's a brain game, but it's super fun. And it's called Chit Chat. Would you like to play the game? Sure, of course. (laughs) This is actually a game that I think Wyatt would love to do with you. So it literally is a brain game. It's called Chit Chat. And I don't, it's kind of like playing cards. Like we have like no clue what we're going to get. It's like shuffling up the cards, but it's to break the ice. Like if people are a little bit shy or you got to help the brain stop giving you pain. And when you have to think in a different mode of the right left brain, which you experience every single day, it forces the brain to not to... Oh my God, that's a question I'm not used to. And then it's like, wow, okay. So let's see what the cards say for you today. All right, you can pick from the right, the middle, or the left. Let's do the left. The left. So I'm gonna pull this site down. Okay, so we'll do this again. Shuffle it. All right, so I'm gonna close my eyes and just kind of like grab a card. Here we go. All right, it says, what one indulgence would you enjoy if you were able to just indulge on anything in life? Hmm. All about indulgence. Is it food? Like, what do you want? You want to go shopping? Like, what do you think? You know, I'm actually a pretty simple person, just, you know, sitting on the beach in a lounge chair, uh, watching my son play on the beach. That's I love that. perfect indulgence for me. Oh, I love that. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, let's do one more game and then I'm gonna ask you a couple more questions. So what side would you like this time? Let's do middle. In the middle, okay. All right, I get two. Okay, let's see. What's the most beautiful drive you've ever taken? There we go. Hmm, that's a good one. I think that the most beautiful drive is probably to Mammoth Mountain. Oh. I, I love just driving on the road, on the open road, listening to country music. Oh. What is your favorite with, my- with your son and your mom? And my dad, probably. And your dad, yeah. My- funny guy he's always 
you know, got fun road games. I love road trips. So. <laughs> I have to find you a, a chit-chat game, and that way you can bring it in the car the next time you're on the road. Yep. So who is your favorite country singer? Um, you know, I love Luke Bryan, but um, I do love George Strait. Okay. That's a old-school favorite of mine, but... What yeah. is the favorite song from George Strait that you love? Probably, um, I think it's, it's called Daughter, oh. or some, it's like about singing about your daughter. I can't remember. I honestly can't remember the name of the song, but it's my dad and I always listen to it. We're on road trips. So. Oh, I love that. So if there was a road trip you could take and you already love going up there, mm-hmm. where would you go next? I think probably to Arizona. My best okay. friend lives out there, and I love the Grand Canyon. So, ah. I, you know, I'm I'm just I love road trips, and yeah. so, that's great. Oh my gosh, yeah. that is awesome! And then I want to know what your favorite food is. Like, if you could just do a binge day, like what foods do you want at your house? to sit down and watch Netflix and you just want to enjoy your cuddle time with Wyatt and binge, what would that be? Well, Wyatt loves popcorn. That's like his favorite food. <laughs> so, like three or four different types of popcorn. So we could try, you know, caramel corn, you know, regular movie theater popcorn. Okay. I know it's super random, but, and then we love, um, we love to have like, Hamburger sliders and then sushi. I know it's totally weird. Wow. Okay. I love popcorn. I love sushi. I love a really good burger, but it has to be a big one. <laughs> Pickles on it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so you're an artist. That I didn't know. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, yeah. You're a jewelry designer. You're still a hairdresser and makeup artist. You hopefully will be getting that book on the run coming soon and negotiations. Um, I will help you get some connections with that. And what is it that you want Wyatt to take from everything he's gone through, from being in the womb, being in that accident with you, coming out, seeing his mom constantly fighting forward, never giving up, what is your greatest wish for Wyatt once he's 18, 19, he's saying, Mom, I don't know if I want to go to college or I do want to go to college. How's that going to be? I would say, you know, do what you want to do, but never give up. And, um, You've, you've seen what I've gone through, so mm-hmm. you you know that you can do anything, and you're going to inspire people regardless of what you do, and I believe mm-hmm. in you. Oh, I love that. I love that. I, my honest answer, but... Thank yeah. you. Is there anything you want to ask of me? Sure. Um, what's, what's your favorite place to go or oh. road trip? Okay, so I we always went to the same places all the time. I grew up on the East Coast in Connecticut, so I am an East Coaster, and sometimes you hear my accent come out. Um, we've been we've traveled from the East to the West twice by car over the last thirty years, Robert and I and the kids, 
Um, I've traveled abroad where I thought after I got my diagnosis and being paralyzed, I thought I would never be able to travel again because I don't know when the disease is going to hit me. Um, right. Like I could literally right now just all of a sudden not be able to speak to you living with multiple sclerosis or completely go silent and lose all ability to be able to do anything and be paralyzed for a week, a day, an hour, months, a year. This, you know, living with this brain disease, we just never know what's going to happen. So I, once I found out what it was, I researched it. I tried to figure out and understand the the little signs my body gives me that an attack is coming on. So Mm -hmm. I learned from that. And then I started to really figure out who Dom Marie was instead of who I thought Dom Marie should be. And that's a key component to healing. And I believe you went through that as well. Yes, definitely. You're amazing. Because when you're ill and you're in pain and it's difficult and people can't understand unless they've actually been there like other people that have been paralyzed like you um that are have never recovered or have been paralyzed but have recovered um it's just telling our stories is the most important thing and it took me years to realize it's okay to be fearful it's okay to be depressed it's okay to feel like i don't want to live anymore It's okay to have every single thing come crashing down on you. But when you realize who you are, Chelsea, this amazing, incredible woman that inspires so many and you're going to continue to inspire. Once I finally found out that and I knew what was wrong with me is when I started to turn my life around. And I didn't feel like I had to fit in that box anymore. Because I don't believe in the perfect box because there isn't one and nobody's perfect. We all have our flaws. We all have our beauty. We all have our strengths and we all have our weaknesses. And that's what makes us human. And you have proven that a thousand times over. And if I can give a gift to anybody in the world, that would be that. That you are your best advocate of your life. And don't ever let people tell you you can't. And never let anybody say you're not good enough. You can't do this because you have the power and the spirit and the light. And that is what I've seen in you. And that is what I finally found in me. And over the last, the course of the last three years, four years, I finally found that. And now I'm able to give it back. I love that. That's so amazing. And, you know, I hope that I can live up to that too. You have been doing that, sweetheart, and you started much younger. So you have an entire centuries to come to keep inspiring others. Yeah. No, when I was pregnant with Wyatt, you know, I actually didn't have a voice at that time. And Mm. they they told me, you know, we don't know if you're going to be able to fulfill this pregnancy. We don't know if he's going to make it. We don't know if he's going to be mentally okay and I I don't know I just had this feeling inside that no I can do this and I know he's gonna survive because I can feel the strength inside of me growing every day Mm. and 
um, even though I couldn't use the words at that time, I, I could look at the people around me and everyone knew mm-hmm. that I was going to make it and that I was going to get through all of that. And that's, you know, something that I would love to inspire others, um, you know, that maybe think maybe I can't have this baby. Maybe I'm not ready. Um, yeah. But, you know, you, you, we never know what, if we're going to be ready for something until we're right there in that moment. And I think that that's maybe that's something I can give to other women, mm-hmm. other men. Absolutely. You know? I truly believe that. I believe your story is going to change lives. Oh, thank really you so are. much. You really, really are changing. You're changing lives. I will never forget the first day I met you ever. You I know, are I'll, a I'll true, incredible, inspiring, strong, beautiful young woman. And you will, everything will fall into place. I promise you. Well, thank you so much. I'm Keep, so thankful for the opportunity. You're very welcome. Let's do another um, live interview um, in a couple weeks, a couple months, and see how things are going. And hopefully you'll be telling me you've got a ghostwriter and that book is moving forward. Yes. Because I would... this is a story that needs to be told. Oh, well, yeah. I know. I can't wait. I can't wait to. And I did. Up. I hope you don't well, mind, but I did send your Instagram to a bunch of ex- very strong, empowering women last night um, that follow me and I follow them. And they've all suffered extreme tragedies just like you. And they've written books. So please reach out to them. I will send them their, send you their profiles and I know that one of them is already like so inspired by you. She sent me a mes- message this morning, um, Amber Amberly, and she suffered a severe accident in her early 30s when a motorcycle, she was on the motorcycle and a car crashed right into her. And she has oh. a certain disease where she's in chronic pain. It's called the, um, you know, um, okay, I'm drawing a blank. Amberly, I'm sorry if you're watching. Um, anyways, I am going to connect the two of you because she is an inspiration of what she went through. You are an incredible light and an incredible inspiration, and I just can't thank you enough. Well, I can't wait. I, I can't wait to connect with yeah. anyone yeah. on here. I will send them over to you this evening through your Instagram. And once again, thank you so much for sharing this time and all of your incredible stories. And if there's anything else you want to tell us, we've got about one minute left. Okay. Well, no, I'm very excited to connect with anyone on here and um, hear more about other people's stories too. It's, you know, Inspiring for me. So yeah. Okay. Well, great. Well, they're both authors. Um, like I said, Amberly, she wrote True Grit is the name of her book. Um, never thought she was going to be able to walk ever again, and she proved them wrong. Like you're proving everybody wrong. You're getting yeah. there. You're doing everything. Um, and then my other dear friend, um, Shauna Shapiro, wrote a book. She, um, her spine was puncturing right through her skin and had to have surgery and was told she would never walk again. 
and she proved them wrong also, just like you are. And I'm going to connect you to both of them. And they are incredible speakers. They tour the world. Their book is our number one bestsellers. And I think that, that that will help you also get to the next step. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that, you know, last night, actually, I was... interview with Chelsea Rush. Thank you so much, Chelsea, for coming on today. We truly appreciate your time and honesty.